Hi, my name is Pat Live and welcome to Love the Music. Today's date is Tuesday, June 15, 2021. It's episode 21 of the Pandemic Interviews. We're halfway through June and six days away from summer solstice, the longest day of the year. Summer has been coming on strong and gardens are bursting with color. The vegetation for the second year in a row is green and lush. I've been working in the back garden when I can and it's now looking reasonably palatable. Toronto is slowly coming out of house arrest and if this past weekend is any indication, it's going to be an extremely busy summer. One of the biggest problems, however, is the garbage people are leaving behind. It's disrespectful of the beaches, the parks, the environment, and other people who use those spaces for personal enjoyment. We're also having a real problem with too many kids shooting off more than steam and their mouths in the East End Beach area of Toronto. I'm hoping things improve as the season progresses. As these interviews are published, many are coming up to their one-year dates, one year from the original interview. This was bound to happen for two reasons. The first being that they were not originally recorded for podcasting. And second, there are so many. As I mentioned last week, I'm going to start mixing the most recent conversations with some from 2020. As well, I'm revisiting some of the artists. Take a listen to what these people have to say, whether it's last year's or this year's conversation. They are all relevant. And as the lyric goes, the song remains the same. So far, for the gig economy... Not a lot has changed. Today's podcast conversation is with David Michael Moot, a multifaceted performer originally from my hometown of London, Ontario. I first met David six years ago as a cast member in the production, Oh Canada, What a Feeling, based on the book, Oh What a Feeling, A Vital History of Canadian Music by author Martin Malewish. I had the opportunity to photograph the cast after their final performance at the Princess of Wales Theatre in Toronto. I had the pleasure of also meeting David's mum, his theatre date, who had brought him a lovely bouquet of flowers, as you do for the closing show. I have managed to keep in touch with David ever since and have been following his immersion in symphonic heavy metal as the lead singer for Operas, who, fortunately, had the chance to experience and perform at Wacken Open Air in Germany in 2019 before the world shut down. David studied voice and piano from age six and performed professionally in the theater as a child and teen. He grew up singing with the Amabile Boys Choir, part of the non-profit Amabile Choir of London, for 10 years. He studied classical voice performance at McGill University and has a bachelor's education from the University of Ottawa. David relocated to Toronto 10 years ago and performs in theaters across the country, as well as in films and TV productions. He teaches privately and sings as a tenor section lead and soloist at Timothy Eaton Memorial Church in Toronto. As I mentioned previously, David is the lead singer and frontman of the symphonic heavy metal international touring band Operas. He is a passionate singer, actor, musician, and lyricist. David connects to the world around him and to his audiences through music and the arts. So what I've been asking the artists to do is just to introduce themselves um, and and just a little bit of their background and, and what they're about, what you're doing, sure, and sure. then and then I'll I'll start with questions. Okay. <laughs> I'm uh, David Michael Moots. I'm uh, primarily a vocalist singer. Um, 
Yeah, I'm the lead singer of Operas, a symphonic metal band uh, based here in Toronto. Uh, I have a degree in voice performance from McGill University and Teachers College from Ottawa U. Uh, I grew up singing in a, the Mobley Boys Choir in London, Ontario. Did that for 10 years and then did uh, musicals all, all the way through public school, high school at the Grand Theatres High School Project. So I have a, a love for theatre and as well and uh, but yeah I studied classical voice so I got a little taste of opera there and singing in a bunch of different languages and I kind of I really fell in love with with classical music and and all music and but I kind of got my roots in all the theory and a academic kind of stuff and then now I just um, I work as a church musician uh, tenor section lead and soloist and then I do a little bit of teaching not very much uh, yet yeah I have the band do musicals, uh, some acting as well, TV film acting, and yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> Busy life. Busy life. And you have a new little one. And we have. How, have a, and how old is Luna? Luna is going to be is 16 months yesterday, actually. Oh, wow. So she's yeah. walking. Yeah, she's walking. She's oh, all oh, over oh. the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now it gets fun. Yeah, it has yeah. been pretty fun. Okay, so first off, what I'm trying to find out, or what I'm asking folks, is where were you last year? What were you doing was at this time last year, yeah. and where did you expect to be this year? <laughs> uh, last year, um, re almost a month or six weeks after Luna was born, we went to um, Regina, Saskatchewan, and I played Beast in Beauty and the Beast yeah. uh, at the Globe Theater there. Uh, so yeah, that was about, I think it was almost three months of a contract there so it was a really nice contract we got extended and extended and extended um and it was a great part great show great cast of people uh just one of those musicals that i felt like i could have done for years I just just especially with the, the people that i was around but it's great music it's fun it's um and uh yeah being being yeah being beast was, was really you were a the cool beast. part yeah it was a really cool oh, part wow. you had an awesome prosthetic and yeah so yeah, it was just a great team that uh, that they had there. And then right after, we went to Halifax, and uh, they were workshopping and debuting a new musical based on all Anne Murray's hits. Um, can I have this dance? Could I have this dance? Um, yeah, so that was great, and we did lots of travel and dragged my family all over. But it was really nice to kind of just gel as a unit, the, yeah. the three of us, uh, Cass, my wife, and Luna, and me, and just kind of travel around, and we got put up in different apartments, so we just had just what we needed, and it was great to see the country a bit, and I think we loved it, I loved it, I, and I, I'm speaking for them too, but yeah, we had a great time, and then, yeah, I guess, I guess came home, and then we played Bakken last summer, last year's summer, so that was like incredible. Uh, that was with Operas. Yeah, right? that was yeah. with Operas, um, huge festival. 80,000 people metal festival. Wackenfest? Uh, Wacken, yeah. yeah. Uh, just like a, one of the biggest, if not the biggest metal festival in the world. So, And we played an awesome stage there. So it was just a crazy summer of, of travel and, and music and musicals and acting. And it was awesome. I think this time around, this year, uh, with Luna being just over one now, I was hoping to stay put a little bit more. And my wife's uh, in school, as we mentioned earlier. And I wanted to... Um, be doing a lot more TV film acting because I, I did a commercial at the beginning of the year and I just so that's a ball I've been wanting to get rolling a little bit lately it's a little more uh, Toronto based and yeah just a skill that I that I would like to hone a little bit more 
for future and, and just career stuff too and i like it it's fun um and of course it pays well <laughs> so that's uh something that i'd like to have in the arsenal as well there so that was going to be my focus but that's also shut down right now some auditions have been starting back up but um yeah that's where i was was hoping to be just kind of getting the engine revving for for that this summer and of course playing writing uh we had an album release yesterday actually june 19th with offers um score nightmares uh that we just released that's all over itunes uh available through nuclear blast in the in europe and but you can get it on any any of the platforms uh but yeah we would have had a big big party and big show and we wanted to rent out a theater and and do like a big proper album release yeah so that was going to be the plan but that just can't happen right now so yeah. So how so how is up so how are you guys focused on getting the word out there then your focus is obviously marketing and stuff that's changed yeah it would have had to change definitely I think maybe a, a a pro about all of this is we've definitely been a lot more focused on marketing and and the digital stuff where I know the six of us aren't um, we have have some help uh, one of the uh, members his wife is is incredible and helps us out a lot with the marketing thing. But, yeah, it's focused our energy a lot more on, on marketing. So I think that maybe is good because I think we've gotten a lot more exposure with a new label um, out of this record. Bin. So are you guys doing the marketing yourselves or do you have a company doing it for you? Or is it a, or is it a... It's sort of a mesh of everything. Like they, mesh they, of everything. We have the label and they were originally, Pride and Joy originally was, I, I believe, a, a marketing, a PR label. Right. So they do their own marketing and, and we push it as well and, and just try to get as much... So more online stuff then. Yeah, all Instagram, Facebook, yeah. all websites, and yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So you're not touring. You no. were, were you, I'm assuming that Operas was looking at doing some yeah. shows this year as well. Yeah, we um we had toyed with doing a, a couple big tours around January, February that didn't pan out, but um that I think is the next step for for the band is yeah. to do a, like a big a big European tour to get on with a with a band sort of in our same genre and and kind of just uh open or or you know uh, be direct support to to a bigger a bigger band and just kind of grow the, the fan base like that that's what we're thinking is the next step and wackenfest or wackenfest as most people call it yeah if you're not german and yeah. i'm not that's all that i think that's all canceled now too and my hollow yeah. by the way was playing the same time you were no over way there in wacken yeah. yeah wow that was the first time too. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I gotta give them a listen for sure. Yeah, you're here now, stuck <laughs> in the pandemic as we all are. One of the questions I had was, has the pandemic or isolation changed your approach to how you keep yourself relevant? You know, it, and that goes into motivation. Yeah. Um, you know, some people are are not feeling it. They're not motivated as much. Um, they don't. They're not. I mean, keeping relevant can be anything from you know. Facebook mm -hmm. or out there people are starting to perform literally on street corners now yeah so has it changed your approach at all um I was lucky to have a couple projects especially with the album that I did a, a couple covers that that I really that were that I worked on over the winter that have just been released over this so that's been kind of nice I did a Beauty and the Beast I'm sorry um Phantom of the Opera duet with a with really? a fellow uh, uh, singer, metal uh, classical singer, gone gone metal too. So we did a little video, and we finally released it um, last week, I think. So that's I've, I think I've been trying to keep uh, relevant online, Facebook, Instagram. But to be honest, I think I've I've taken some of this time to just 
take a breath to 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 relax a bit to be with my family um we have a one-bedroom apartment as i was saying so i don't have a studio i tried to build i built a little recording setup that my daughter loves to pull the cables and, and try to drag everything off the wall but um so I, do, I didn't have a studio, a home studio at the beginning of this. I, I relied on, on, on going to the jam space or, 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 or practicing church. Um, yeah. But I have got some decent editing skills now because uh, uh, that's when my church job has been awesome and keeping us busy through that. So we each do a, a video a month and, and we don't make what we used to, but they, they help us out. and. And so we shoot and edit uh, video and, and post it online for their online services. So that's a skill that I never had, never thought I would, would get. But um, I can do, like, just simple stuff. But to throw that together has been, it's been a fun thing to learn. And actually, I do enjoy it now. So. Talk about your church stuff. What are yeah. you doing with the church? Um, so it's a... Yeah, it's, it's kind of... It's a definitely part of the, my classical training. So through at McGill... I sang in a church choir there, and it's just another way to, to, to pay some of the bills. And it's it's great music, and there's always great musicians too, and I love the community of it as well. But then I got back in Toronto, and I, I just felt I wasn't singing enough. So I jumped, uh, and I started subbing in a little bit in some, some churches here or there. And then I found uh, Timothy Eaton uh, Memorial Church. It was just a good fit, and they, they asked me to, to come on full-time. And I saw in the tenor section lead there, they have the rehearsals, usually have rehearsals Thursday night and, and Sunday services. And, uh, yeah, it's just a great way to keep the sight reading going, keep my musician skills up, keep singing, and just be part of a, a, the community, which I said is, is important to me. Like, my wife and I got married at that church there and had people uh, in the choir attend and sing, and it was just... Um, yeah, it's been. It's just. I, I like it. It's good. So what? So when you talk about these videos, you're mm -hmm. doing these for the church. Yeah, doing them for the. So what's that all about? Um. So they have everything is especially churches, church choirs. I think especially choirs probably won't come back until there's a vaccine for this. Uh, um. So they're trying to keep keep it going, and and the so the soloists and leads each record their own uh, uh, solo or duet or whatever have you. And uh, we throw it all, edit all together, and they have the service on Facebook live, and oh, then they put okay. the songs with in in the service. So um, they kind of debut it every week, and yeah, it's been it's fun. Well, that's keeping relevant. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> and you're learning new skills at the same time. Yeah. So, do you write music? I I do all the not all the lyrics, but a lot of the lyrics for operas. I have written in the past i i'd like to write more but um right now it's, it's primarily lyrics and, and vocal melodies for that and I, I i tinker a little bit with writing it's something that i i need to develop uh the what are they uh the zitzfleisch the german like to call it uh just sit down and do it and 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 dedicate the the time and energy to it. but you're a lyricist lyricist for sure and i have dabbled a little, a little bit of writing i haven't released i don't have a well, CD being a lyricist is, is writing music yeah. i mean yeah. you're not, you may not be charting it but yeah you, but it's still writing music yeah so have you written anything recently um no not finished at least but no yeah Anything would would any of what's going on now be reflected in that, or is that a totally different direction? Like uh, oh, def the yeah, definitely. I've just been toying with a ballad that, that I, I want to write about all of this, but it's um it's tricky because as much as this is a communal thing that everyone's going through, I'm just not sure if everybody just wants to forget about it and, and listen to something totally different or or yeah. So 
if they're trying to escape it or or want to hear people singing about their experience with it. Um, yeah, just probably second guessing it a little bit, which I, I love. Over guessing it. Yeah, over guessing. Go with the gut. <laughs> yeah. Our first musical stop is a collaboration with operist bandmate Oscar Rangel, who composed the song with the working title Lost. According to Moot, sitting down to write the lyrics and melody, I started thinking about what lost means to me. The poetry is about being lost in one's mind, living in yesterday's regrets or tomorrow's problems, unable to be grounded in the present and walking away from reality. It hopefully turned out as a battle cry to begin fighting through all the distractions and realize we are all right where we need to be.
Welcome back to the Pandemic Interviews, Conversations in a Changing Time. The song we've just heard, Lost, was written and sung by David Michael Moot in collaboration with his operist bandmate, Oscar Rangel. You're listening to a conversation I had with David in July of 2020. How are you coping personally with what's going on? I mean, we, I know we talked about it briefly yeah. inside the It's house. been tough. It, it's, I'm just such a, like, I'm usually such a busy person I keep... Um, all like all the band, the church, the the solo projects, auditions for for music theater and for film, and then usually have a couple other jobs on the go. So I am like and taking acting classes and, and singing lessons when I can. It's just like so I'm usually go 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 go, and that's kind of my life. And then at first I didn't mind taking a little bit of a break, but now I'm just realizing that so much of my I I have a a, a very large circle. But I realize that a lot of that is through, I wouldn't say necessity, but it, it's it's people that I do things with. I, I most of the people I see on a regular basis are, are are friends indeed, but also friends I work with, friends I jam with, friends I, and so it's just to have all of that kind of come to a a, a dead stop. There's definitely been some uh, some low some low points there, and you know some some bickering and and, and blow ups with the with the with my family that you know probably wouldn't be there and I, th- I think we're all experiencing that a little but, uh, stressed out maybe yeah a just bit. a little stressed out or just yeah just too much time I think uh to to think and mull around and to you know be upset about the little things whereas you know you, you might let it slide or, or you're not uh just being fulfilled in, in ways that like, to try to find those ways to do that and other than baking bread you know it's like <laughs> I think everybody's baking bread out yeah. there. <laughs> this is really going to hit singers hard because now they ban choirs, they ban yeah. singing, they ban dancing. How do you think all of this is going to affect music scene going forward? Not so much the music business, but the music scene um, for performers, for the event, for anybody. How do you think it's going to um, pan out? It's going to take mm-hmm. a lot of time. I, as I said, the choir can't really come back until there's a vaccine and I think though yeah like they said they might have instrumentalists fucking away but apparently singers are super spreaders so they say so uh but I've heard of friends doing voice work that they say they've developed masks and software that you don't hear the mask through the microphone so that could be that could be a a thing um that's interesting yeah the, the only positive I can get out of a lot of it is I think we're going to have to start embracing a lot more Canadian talent because touring is going to be a little bit harder at Canadian and your local talent. So a lot of your local bands, especially when things do open up and they say you can play, you're probably not going to have your huge, massive shows come back for even a little bit longer. So you people might be more willing or have to, but hopefully enjoy supporting some, some more of the local talent and, and, and getting a little bit more into the scene directly around them and not such a... a global scene which is great about the internet and 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 everything but i think sometimes there's great stuff in your in, right in your backyard that uh, people seem to overlook until they get big outside and they're like That's oh yeah point. it's like yeah we've been here for for so long and apparently that would be a thing for for casting in a lot of film and stuff too is that it's going to cost them a lot more to get to bring people over and quarantine for two weeks and then shoot and then quarantine for two weeks and so and all the insurance and everything so they, i think i hopefully that there'll be some good canadian yeah. talent come, up, come out of this well that's good how hard do you think it's going to be to get crowds or people back in to see shows once once the field opens up 
I yeah, I think there's obviously two ways it could go. People would be dying to get out there and just go to a show. Um and I think that's probably the way it is going to go. I think we have short short memories and I think there'll be some people that are spooked about it and won't want to go out, but I think if, hopefully those people throw the mask on and 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 you know, take the precautions and cuz I have a friend who lives in Spain in Valencia and it was pretty hard hit there. But he said that they opened the, the restaurants and everything, and they're, they're spaced out, but everyone's out and going out and, and at the bars and at the restaurants. So that gives me hope that I think people will just be ready to to get back out there. To get back out, yeah. Because I think it's, it's all based on connection, and I think yeah. that's what people are sort of really missing now is the connection with just, just with each other, not necessarily just a performance. But mm-hmm. And I feel like three months was the threshold. I, I, I think after this three months hit, people yeah. were like... So, there's been different ways of performing out there. One of the popular ones now coming out is Dragons. Mm-hmm. What's your take on that one? I think that's, I, I think that's awesome. I, I saw one of the... Uh, I don't remember the band, but I saw a big metal band do the thing and, and on stage and with all the cars and then she was off the stage and walking through the cars and everything and what with the wireless the wireless technology too that you you have that ability i don't see how that's too different than going to going to a show i think that experience wise other than maybe mosh pits monster truck or monster truck rally <laughs> you just smash your cars together i don't know but uh i think i think that's a pretty pretty good way to do it i've heard they're even doing some dr- uh, drive-in theater like music yeah. theaters some things in, in lethbridge i think they're, they're trying to do yeah. a show there Hey, if that's the if that's the future, then I mean, probably in Toronto that can't happen because well, we've got the docks. I guess the, the drive-in theater down there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a big one down there. I don't know if any, I don't know if anybody's actually thought of that one yet. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's a, there's a lot. Yeah, I mean, you have to get major backline in there. Yeah, and you've got to build a stage for it. Yeah, so there's a lot of trust work and and stuff. But yeah, there's one down there, cool. and it's right beside where Rebel is. Right? Okay, that yeah, whole area, yeah. They have a drive-in. In Oh, I did so, not know that. Cool. Yeah. So and uh, so, I'm wondering. I've got my ears open for that one. That was their drive-in. I wonder okay. if they do if they'd have sound if they do it like a drive-in and have the sound come through the car speakers as well. Is they they is have that, yeah. You would have to. You would somehow. I mean, the technicians would have to somehow hook up the sound the soundboard. Yeah. Through whatever the drive-in is using. So I don't know whether they're putting amps and doing just like it would be in a concert, yeah. like any yeah. other concert. And just putting their amps and stuff on stage, the monitors, etc., and and feeding out. I don't know if they're actually, but they could theoretically hook it in. Mm-hmm. It would be no different than hook it into the car speakers. Mm-hmm. Toronto and it has been inundated. I mean, there's thousands of young bands out mm-hmm. there. There's bands that are have made a fairly good name for themselves. There's bands that are sort of just getting up to the top, and then there's those newbies coming in underneath. Mm-hmm that um, some of them are really determined this is what they want to do how do you think it's going to affect that level of musician i mean they're just they're just coming in they're all excited and all of a sudden everything comes to a screeching halt yeah you think it will affect them adversely you think they'll try and forge on or maybe just give up i i don't think anybody how would you approach it as a young musician just coming in yeah, I think especially as as a younger musician, I don't think you you give up at that point um, because you're always gonna want to play, and I don't think probably at that at that point, stage in the in a band's career or your career, you're not thinking like, 
I'm doing this, this is what I'm doing for a job, and, and I'm going to, you know, maybe you have the dreams of it being, you know, you, like being a huge success, being a star, but at that point, it's hopefully still just about jamming with your friends and the music, and, and they'll just take this time to practice and be better when things do open up. Our second music feature is called Nightmares. In David's words, it's a song composed by my bandmate, Oscar Rangel, with vocal melody and lyrics written by me. It's a poetic take on how even the biggest, strongest, and seemingly scariest of us battle demons of the mind and spend much of our lives running from them. I wrote it to remind myself that we have to face those obstacles head on, overcome them, and forge a new path in order to live the fulfilling life we all crave. Even our most courageous warriors battle demons, phantoms, Horrors of the mind. Some run, some hide. But the bravest march on into the night.
Welcome back to the Pandemic Interviews, Conversations in a Changing Time. The song we've just heard, Nightmares, was written and sung by David Michael Moot in collaboration with his operist bandmate, Oscar Rangel. You're listening to a conversation I had with David in July of 2020. I think I when just all of this, I've just thought about friends and and bands that are trying to make 100% go of their income through touring is just devastating because as you said we're not sure how that is going to look like when it comes back how long it will be and like if you were you know just going to join on like to be the guitarist in Rob Zombie's tour or you know uh, play with a, a bigger band I know that already that can be kind of precarious to do but it, and you kind of have to be all in and, and go for it but if that's it and you put all, all your eggs in, in the one basket there it would just be tough like really because that's the only because no one's really buying the CDs and music and you make all your money through ticket sales and, and merch at shows and that is basically 100% of the income at least in my experience these days so if you can't tour you can't make a go of it so that's just what it be. so if operas couldn't tour for maybe the next I mean 2020 is probably out yeah. If touring was, for, and and really, this has put everybody on a level playing field. It doesn't matter whether yeah. you're operas or or the local rock band at Cherry Colas or the Rolling Stones. Yeah. I mean, nobody is touring. Yeah. Every Live Nation's canceled everything and pushed it out to 2021. So, what if you couldn't tour? Yeah. I mean, what would have? What you know? It's where's the focus going to be if bands couldn't tour? Let's say for the next 18 months. 2020 is a wash. Maybe they won't be touring in 2021. Yeah. Um, because it, you can't. I mean, if you if you're a band like the Stones or the Police or U2 or whatever, even Vakenfest, you got 80,000 people in the crowd. Yeah. There's no way they're going to allow that. Yeah. At least not right now. It would be the last thing. So, yeah. but the promoters have to make their money. The bands have to make their money. Everybody's got guarantees. Stagehands, just like as everybody. You said. Yeah. So if you cut that audience and allow only twenty five percent of them in there, what's going to happen with the bands? I mean, do you think it's going to focus more on merch? Do you think? How do you think the bands will the the artists will start driving this if you can't tour, if you can't play? I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I've seen a lot of bands, especially at the beginning of all this, when people had full tours canceled, and yeah. I know. Um, friends and even members of of operas who have other projects and they had flights booked europe european flights booked for the whole summer big tour and didn't buy the insurance you know cheapest flight you could get and then like gone you can't you can't do it and i'm not sure if they got any of that money back but that's thousands and thousands of dollars you know for like a four member band and and everything booked up um I, I don't know, and this is where I get a little bit, uh, maybe a little, this is when I start spiraling down these days, because yeah. I just feel like, as society and musicians, we've put ourselves in this really not good spot uh, financially in terms of how the business works, and I think that if, if this does continue, there's going to have to be a huge change in how people consume music again, because, I mean, people say they're broke now, and, and I, I'm... And, you know, you pay that $11 a month for your iTunes membership or whatever. But even people were probably broke in the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s. And, you know, you're still spending 20 bucks on a CD every week. And that was 
20 bucks in the 90s, you know? So what's that? I, I just don't think people are spending the same. I mean, you spend all that money probably on your phone and headphones now instead of on the CDs. But I just, I don't know how it can be sustainable, especially maybe for the elite big acts. And I saw a lot of people doing GoFundMes and, uh, you know, help us, like, get some of the money back. And big bands who have, like, good followings or even that medium level, like, you know, can raise, like, $20,000 and and cover some of their costs but we haven't done that i don't like it puts a bad taste in my mouth just kind of give us your money but uh we did release the cd and we do have merch and, and stuff for sale there and some people are are buying it is it enough for us to really make a go of it we're we're scraping by probably losing money of pain for the recording at this point you know we're still investing in in the in the band so we hadn't really cracked that that ceiling either so i think this is when it start thinking about how can we really make a go of this and even just break even like let's not say that well, I want to make money off of it but I don't want to be losing money on right. it like how can it so adaptability yeah flexibility and a little bit focus on different areas yeah so, the, so you've got so you focus on how you're going to get the music out there and you're right there's a little bit of a murmuring now as I'm talking mm-hmm. to different musicians about we need to we need to start getting together Mm-hmm. and talking about how we're all going to come out of this and talking with the venue owners mm-hmm. and forming partnerships and ensuring that people are are getting properly compensated yeah. and that sort of thing. So everybody wants to be a rock and roll star. Yeah. But there are those that can do well in the music business, in the, in the arts in general, um, and make a reasonable living. And there's others that will just kind of slide by um, and there's others that won't make it at all do you think that this and the term I've been using everybody's been laughing do you think this will kind of cull the herd and maybe we get what I what I refer to as quality over quantity definitely um, because I feel like the, the quality will probably be the only thing they can get out of it but I spent, in this day and age though it's, it is quality but it's also that the, the social media kind of thing and sometimes you have bands blow up and that are just that with the pop music especially some things that you hear you're just like I don't know how that's good but um and then you hear great people that you can't even imagine how you never heard them before so but I I definitely think that that yeah that could be a positive is that if if you're not good people especially in 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 rock and metal yeah it's gonna have to be the the cream of the crop and like you said calling the herd because and the people who really love it and have to do it and maybe not that they don't have a backup plan but this is what they were kind of this is what they do born to do and and this is what they're best at so i think that that's gonna be good yeah you think there'd be more focus on videos yes but it's another thing that you don't make any money off of and that you spend money on uh, we make vi- music videos and a cheap budget, you know, is three to five thousand dollars for a music is a, is a cheap music video. I mean, you could do one for a thousand dollars, but you don't. You put that on YouTube, and that's supposed to get your fan base to come to your shows. Or, but you don't make. You just release it for free, and nobody buys them a music video. At least from in our experience, so it's another one of those things. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I mean, you 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 do the video usually to promote the, the mm-hmm. song, but um, mu- good music videos actually. I mean, they also draw in a fan base. Definitely. In your in your case with the band like Operas, 
you need to perform live. Yeah. I mean, that's what really draws in. So. And we've, we have, we've released two new music videos over this, yeah. actually, that have been really fun. And I, I love doing them. I love the, the artistry behind them. Uh, I used to love watching like much music music videos growing up and stuff. So, um, but what? YouTube YouTube's great for that now. Yeah, yeah, I think people consume it a lot. And yeah. what's that forest you're walking through? Where was that? In shot? La Llorona, uh, it was shot up north around around Curtis. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was fun. And they they did it just over around March, I think, last summer. So they're actually playing on a frozen lake. Yeah. Uh, and Luna was born, so I could be there for for that shoot day. So. Oh wow! Well. <laughs> Luna yeah. very important yeah so what's one positive thing both personally and professionally for you to come out of all this um just a new appreciation and gratitude for the work and for the gift of performing and you know I think I'm not going to take that for granted ever again I say that now I mean I but I think the next, especially the next time I get on stage and, and sing, I won't be worried about every little note and every little thing here or there. You know, I'll just, it'll just be more about the energy and the experience. And just like, as you mentioned earlier, just that flow of energy back and forth. I think and that will be the moment. in the moment. Yeah, yeah. And just the experience and, and the people is, that's just going to be electric. And I think I miss that. I think it's one of the, the purest highs I've always said that it's just the greatest high that I've ever experienced it's just that energy of performing live for people and that's why that's you know since I was a teenager I think I remember that feeling it's like that's yeah that's the real thing right there so that I think if that's one thing just getting but getting back on stage and, and really enjoying it okay so last thing is how are you preparing for the future? What What are you going to take away from this? What have you learned from this and going forward? Mm-hmm. Um, Can is it possible to even prepare for something like this? I don't think so, and I, I hope it's just it, as as it seems to be like once every hundred years. I mean, SARS wasn't that long ago, but SARS wasn't this this bad. Um, so I, I hope it's kind of just a once every hundred years and, and, and can kind of figure it out and, and, and get back to being people again. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you, how you prepare for this and, and, and going forward. I think that'll still be figured out, but I know there's going to be great art come out of it and people are, are writing and, um, I know, yeah, like, uh, operas as a, as a band are lead writer he's been at work and and the scripts and i think all the art that's going to come out of this is going to be great um but it'll just be i think how we can sustain it and how we can you know consume it maybe we'll have to, to change in order for it to, to be able to keep going do you think your music's going to change in, in terms of the sound or business well, or? we've got i mean we went through a period um in the 60s and 70s where you had you know, it's sort of the protest songs, etc. Mm-hmm. We had the Vietnam War, we had, we had all sorts of stuff, the Civil Rights March, you know, so it you got the whole protest movement coming yeah. out of it, and all the protest songs. But the whole pandemic, the mood seems to have changed. Do you think yeah. that the music will start to reflect that, and maybe we will get more, um, less pop and more meaningful music? I hope, I hope so to an extent but I also 
think that for a lot of people it's an escape, especially with with metal and other things. There is definitely people protesting and, and using it as a message, but I think especially uh, on our vein of metal, a little more power metal is, you know, we sing about folklore and, 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 and tales and, and you know, epic stories. It's it's so, ours is a little bit more of, of escape, and I wouldn't say it's light because it, it's... Uh, it can be heavy subject matter, but we've made a point of staying out of, of the political thing. We're not activists as a group. Individually, we, we definitely respect um, and and encourage our uh, band members to, 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 you know, do what they feels right. Um, but, but yeah, I think, I, I wonder if, like, as if you said, if it'll become more political or if it'll become more escapist and if it'll be, if art will be something to be like, people can can go and do the the heavy lifting that needs to be done to, in order to progress society and that the art and music will kind of be a little bit more of a of an escape from it all i i you think people will have more of appreciation now for the arts i hope so yeah and especially with all the tv people have been watching and, and live band concerts and 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 music i've been one thing i've loved through this all is now i've been really trying to listen to full albums front to back and taking that hour hour and a half to to listen to a whole album and that's been been great for me and, and learning and just enjoying music more again so that's an interesting take because yeah. in the, that's all we used to do i mean yeah. you would have two or three songs you know the 45 the a and b side you know two, but you bought the album yeah and you listen to the whole album. Now it's sound bites, yeah. three minute songs. Yeah. So. Apparently, that a lot of more poppy, but not even so much. Like even your know, folk singer songwriters are just releasing singles. Even a lot of country yeah. musicians I know just just do a few singles a year, and that instead of doing an album every year and a half, two years, three years. So now you're going back and listening to entire albums. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting thing. A lot yeah. of other people will do that. I think, especially with with our album coming out recently, I just and we took the time to curate the images and put the lyrics in it and, and photos and the cover art and um, I don't have I don't have all that with me, but I try to look at look at it digitally when I can and uh, and how people craft the, just the soundscape and if it's a concept album or how where where they put the slower songs and does it start off with a banger or like where's the where's the hit is it at the front or back of the album and it's just interesting to see how yeah okay. and you curate which song is the first on side one side yeah. two and because they, they used to um, the songs had to flow have a flow mm-hmm. yeah on each side that's an art yeah that I think is lost as well I'm just wondering if some of that will start to come back yeah. You know, with the music changing, um, I'm just because people now have, especially songwriters, have more time to focus mm-hmm. on their craft. So I'm wondering if, if um, I'm just wondering if the music is going to reflect mm-hmm. that yeah. focus. I, I know for me personally, I think more time doesn't always mean better music or better <laughs> sometimes the best stuff I have to do is like oh we need these lyrics uh, tomorrow uh, or like you're going in the studio next week like where are the lyrics and then it's just okay I just got back from work and I have three hours right now I'm gonna just and just kind of do a deep dive and that for me has always been how my mind works best okay. a little bit of pressure but 
some people I think love that the time and are able just when inspired just go and, and, and then and then do it so um, yeah I hope so though I think I think there'll be a lot of people who, and I know some people who have especially friends who live alone and um, have just had I've probably finished at least a whole album you know now and recorded mastered everything would be done so <laughs> How have the connections been within the community? Have you been, you know, within within the music community? Have you have you found that the connections have just sort of died off, or are people trying to still reach out over Zoom or Facebook or whatever? I think it's been strong. Uh, this is a testament. To us meeting up here for <laughs> sure is one. But uh, yeah, I have uh, Anthony Tulumundo who um, has his own. Uh, he says uh, a friend who has a band and a singer in a band um, had started this group of uh, now playing now drinking where uh, you know everyone will show the beer they're drinking and what they're listening to and it's just been a great sort of way to stay in touch and, and share music um, I've noticed a lot of people reaching out through listening to operas and, and messaging me personally and I think or even through other other videos that I've done just people having the time to to send you a message or to call and, and congratulate you, I, that's definitely been a positive. Yeah. Calling, that's an interesting yeah. one. Yeah. People are actually calling yeah. you. Yeah. You find more and more of that? A lot, a lot. Uh, the Zoom thing, I hope, doesn't stick around because there's just, I, I love it every now and then, but sometimes there's a while there where I was like, I can't do another three hour Zoom call. I'm going, going crazy. That's all I have. Awesome. Just, just a connection, just a chat. Yeah. You've just listened to a conversation I had with singer-songwriter and actor David Michael Moot in June 2020. We sat out on my back deck and enjoyed the summer air and all the city noises and critters in the background. It was great to see David again and catch up and hear about his growing family. Many thanks to Eddie and Quincy Bullen and Paul DeLong for writing and performing the theme music for the show. And to those of you tuned in, thank you for taking the time to listen, inviting us into your cars, offices, and homes. If you'd like to continue listening to what these musicians have to say, follow me on Podbean or any one of the platforms you're using, and you'll be notified automatically when the next conversation is published. I am Pat Blythe, and you're listening to Love the Music. Have a great day and a wonderful evening.